Welcome and good evening and a Merry Christmas to all of you, whether you've uh, come from near or far, gathered here in person or watching from your respective homes as well. It is a pleasure to have all of you here with us, um, especially if you are uh, visiting with us. We are truly blessed to have you here in our presence, and um, we pray that this is a blessed Christmas Eve worship service for all of you. Um, you're welcome to come back and join us tomorrow, Christmas Day. Um, we're gathering together at 11 a.m. for Christmas Day worship, um, and we will be celebrating the Lord's Supper as well tomorrow morning. If you've been with us in this season of Advent, uh, we've been talking about hope for the holidays, but today we're going to take you home for the holidays. So that is going to be our theme, our sort of focus this day, home for the holidays. And um, you'll see more about what that means, what it means for us um, today and, uh, and always. There is no offering that's going to be taken during the service, um, so there will be baskets uh, on your way out if you do have an offering that you would like to contribute. And then um, the good thing is, is because you guys came to the second service, the five o'clock service, we will have a, a nice candlelight service. It wasn't as dark at the early service, um, but we'll certainly have a candlelight service when that time comes, um, and you watching at home can just enjoy it. If you have a candlelight, feel free to do so as well. But again, it is a pleasure um, and honor to be with all of you this evening um, as we come together to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Uh, and so as we begin our time of worship this evening, I would invite you to rise if you're able. Your responses will be in yellow. We begin this Christmas worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Most loving Father, thank you for this night for it is different from all other nights. Thank you for the hope you bestow, the peace you bring, the love you pour out, and the joy you give through the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We light the candles, hope, peace, joy, and love this Christmas Eve to remind us of God's gift to us through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Come, Lord Jesus into our hearts, into our church, into our world. Amen. We light the Christ candle to remind us that the light of the world was born this night. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Almighty God, in choosing the Virgin Mary to be the mother of your Son, you made known your gracious regard for the poor and the lowly. Grant us grace to receive your word in humility, and so to be made one with your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This we ask in your most holy name. Amen. You may be seated. A reading from the book of Luke, chapter 1, starting at verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, 
for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, many people this time of the year go home for the holidays. Whether they are off at school somewhere or where they live and work is in a different part of the world than the rest of their family. It's a time where people will usually come and gather together, usually with their parents or other family, and they will celebrate. We just finished singing, O come all ye faithful, and you have all come this night. Some of you have traveled not very far. Some of you have traveled far away. Some of you have not traveled at all, and you're watching from your homes. And you have come this night to a different kind of home. A church home. And maybe this is not your home. Maybe this is your parents' home. Maybe you're just visiting. But you have come. Maybe you've come joyful. Maybe you've come triumphant. But you come with whatever you got. Whatever feelings you're feeling. You come as we gather near the manger in Bethlehem. Here in this place that some call home. Home. Often we think about home being the place where we go whenever we're not doing other things. Like working, shopping, watching some sporting event, whatever it might be. Home is the place where there's a, a roof over our head, a, a bed to lie in, a pillow to rest our head, a fridge that contains the food to nourish us, a closet where all of our shopping goes, a place where we put our feet up at the end of the day. It's supposed to be a safe place, a sanctuary. And then you hear phrases like, home is where the heart is. And it means that no matter who you're with, no matter where you are in the world, your family, your home will always have that deep affection and that emotional pull. It's a place where you have built on a foundation of love and warmth and happy memories, hopefully. Or to put it in the words of someone else, home is not where you are from, it's where you belong. Some of us travel the whole world to find it. Others find it in a person. And for those who do find it in a person, we could say that my home is where you are. The beginning of the Christmas story starts with the angel Gabriel visiting Mary, the Virgin Mary, in her hometown of Nazareth, likely in her own home, where maybe she's still living with her parents, because at this time she was only engaged or betrothed to Joseph. And she is told that she, being a virgin, will house the Savior of the world, the Son of the Most High, it is in her womb that the Son of God makes his first earthly home. 
Let us pray. O God, who from the family of your servant David, you raised up Joseph to be the guardian of your incarnate son and the spouse of his virgin mother, give us grace to imitate his uprightness of life and his obedience to your commands. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus.
Sometimes you meet that special someone, and home is wherever they are. And you begin to plan your life together. And sometimes during the course of life, you get some unexpected news. Sometimes it's good news. Sometimes it's not good news. Sometimes it's shocking news. Like, you are going to house the Son of God in your womb. And sometimes that shocking news is that the one that you're supposed to marry is going to have a baby, and you know that it's not yours. When you get unexpected news, you have to figure out how to deal with it. Joseph was a just man and did not want Mary to suffer any punishment, including death, for her supposed adultery, because how else does someone become pregnant? So he would break off the relationship quietly. Why? Because he loved her. Even though in this moment he may have been heartbroken. And when you get unexpected news, how do you usually sleep? Pretty restful? You sleep in heavenly peace? Or is it pretty restless? You're up half the night, or all night. Joseph, amidst this unexpected news, is, is in his home, likely. Maybe he's living on his own at this point. He's got his career as a carpenter. He's moved out of his parents' house. And he gets a few moments of shut-eye and is visited in a dream and is told, just like Mary, number one, don't be afraid. Do not fear. And also, Mary is not deserving of any shame or punishment because she is carrying the Son of God. The one who had been prophesied to save his people from their sins. Emmanuel, God with us. What do you do with news like that? What else can you do? You take Mary as your own. You make her your wife. And you create a home with her. A home that begins with you and her and the Son of God. Many of you in this room have found that special person to make a home with. And sometimes God blesses you with a family. And if you have had kids, or if you are a kid, you might describe that home as where you are loved the most and act the worst. This may be especially true of your children, but sometimes it's also you. And I don't speak from personal experience at all. And you put that home, that family that you have made, and you combine it with the rest of your family and your spouse's family, and... You might even find a family tree that produces some lemons, some nuts, and a few bad apples. But it's your family. It's your home. And it's all just a part of the journey that you're on. A journey full of unexpected twists and turns. 
where sometimes you have no idea where it's going to take you. But the ones who are your family, who are your home, are right there with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your son born in Bethlehem is the son of David and the Lord of David, to whom every knee shall bow. By his birth in human flesh, your dear son took his place in the family of Mary and Joseph. Bless the families of our church and our country, that men and women would live faithfully as husbands and wives, loving and caring for their children and nurturing them in the grace of baptism and all the truth of your word. Amen. A reading from the book of Luke, chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the, of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Thank you. 
Sometimes for the holidays, we journey from our home to a different home to see those that we love. Mary and Joseph had a journey away from their homes, but not for the holidays, for a census. So they had to go where Joseph's family's home came from, a place where maybe they still had some relatives. They went to Bethlehem because Joseph came from the house of David. Now maybe they had hoped to stay with some of those relatives, but there was no room anywhere. And Mary, being pregnant, ended up going into labor and delivering Jesus, not in a hospital bed, not in a human bed, but where the livestock make their home. And she wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. I don't think that this is how they would have planned it out. But sometimes we are not in control of our plans. You can think about yourself as a child. Maybe your family had all of these traditions at Christmas, and you were dragged along to each and every one of them. Maybe it was going and seeing all the lights on the houses or light shows. Maybe it was going out caroling. Maybe it was going out and delivering cookies. Maybe it was going to see lots of people. All of that other family that you have, all of those nuts and lemons and bad apples. And sometimes our plans don't turn out. Sometimes we get stuck in bad weather and we don't make it home in time for Christmas. Sometimes we can't even get out of our own house. Sometimes we get sick and we can't be around those that we want to be with for their sake and ours. And sometimes those that we want to be with are no longer around to be with us. Plans don't always work out. Joseph didn't plan to find out that his betrothed was pregnant with child. And it wasn't his child. And he planned to do something about it. And it was the angel who came and set him back on the right path. Maybe an unexpected path, but the right one. Mary didn't plan to give birth to her firstborn on a bed of hay and dirt and who knows what else was on that floor. But that place in Bethlehem is where they ended up having that first Christmas, the day that Christ was born. It wasn't the expected plan, but it was the right place and the right time. You are here this day. Maybe it's tradition. Maybe it's a part of the plan. Maybe you came here with your family. Maybe you came here alone. Maybe you really want to be here. Maybe you were dragged here kicking and screaming. Maybe it's the last place you want to be. You have come. And you are here. And we want you to see this as your home because of who is here with us. Let us pray.
Almighty God, by the incarnation of your eternal Son, you reveal that you are love. Give us true faith in Christ and his promise that by his conception, virgin birth, holy life, sacrificial death, and victorious resurrection, our sins are forgiven and we are yours. Fill us with joy and lead us to proclaim your glad tidings to all people. Amen. The next reading is from Luke 2, verses 8 to 14. And in the same region were the shepherds out, were the shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased.
Sometimes your home is in the middle of a field because that's where your family is. Sometimes your family isn't people at all. Sometimes your family is a flock of sheep. That's where we find the shepherds. They have this family of a few shepherds and a whole lot of sheep. Now, sometimes we think less of the shepherds because they're dirty, stinky, filthy shepherds. Likely nobodies. It's just that they're the first ones that the angel appears to and gives the word that Jesus is born. They receive this good news of great joy, but they didn't know it was good news of great joy at first. That's why the angel had to say, say to them, just like they said to Mary, just like they said to Joseph, fear not. Do not be afraid. And this news isn't just for the shepherds. This news is for all the people. But the shepherds, why lowly, dirty, stinky, filthy shepherds who look after helpless, dumb sheep? Because in our sin, we're all of these things. We're lowly, dirty, stinky, filthy, helpless, and dumb because of our sin. Yet the good news of great joy comes to us. Why? Because if it's good enough for the shepherds, it's good enough for us. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And the Savior, Christ the Lord, would be the good shepherd who would lay down his life for his dirty, stinky, filthy, helpless, dumb sheep. Us. And this good news of great joy comes to us because God wants us to be in his home. Even if our family is full of sour lemons and bad apples and a bunch of nuts, what applies to us, what applies to our family home, applies to our church home as well. We're all bad apples, we're all a little nuts because of our sin. If we weren't, Jesus would never have had to come. He did come for each and every one of us. And he wants us to have eternal life. And so he has done everything in his power to make it possible. And it all begins with Christmas, that good news of great joy. And sometimes we get hit with news that we just have to check out, like the shepherds. That news brings us joy. And sometimes we get hit with news that is not good news, and it does not bring us joy. And maybe we want to check it out. Maybe we want to know more about it. But maybe we don't want to know anything about it. So where do we go? We follow the shepherds. Let us pray. Almighty God, as the angels gathered, raising their voices unto you, and the shepherds gathered in wonder, you made a holy night shine with the brightness of the true light. We too are gathered to raise our voices in praise, and we stand in awe of this perfect gift that you have provided for us. 
Grant that here on earth we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Through your only Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The next reading is from Luke 2, verses 15 to 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondered them in her heart, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
the shepherds go into Bethlehem to check out the news that all of these angels had just sang about. And they found themselves at the foot of the manger. And they glorify and praise God for all that they had heard and seen. We come this day and we find ourselves at the foot of the manger to glorify and praise God for all that he has done for us. Which means we also find ourselves at the foot of the cross. Even though it's Christmas Eve, we can't separate these two because it's the reason why Jesus came for us. He has come to this earth for us. For us dirty, filthy, stinky, bad nuts. And we're not here just to glorify and praise God. We're here to receive what God wants to give us. Through the hearing of the word, we receive the gift of faith because the Holy Spirit works through the word, creating the gift of faith in us from the ears to the heart. Faith that believes that we are poor, miserable sinners and we are only worthy and deserving of death. Yes, physical death on this earth, but eternal death as well. We deserve hell for our sin. And this is not good news. But it is news that is for all of us. This tiny little baby in a manger will go on to bear the burden, the weight of all of our sin. And he will bear it upon himself. He will die for us. The good shepherd will lay down his life for his sheep. And as he breathes his last breath, in his death, Jesus defeats sin, death, and the devil once and for all. And in his resurrection from the dead, he gives us the promise that all who believe in him will have everlasting life. His resurrection is the guarantee for all of us, no matter what kind of journey we go through in this life, no matter what struggles we face, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And there is life even when facing death. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this day, we not only celebrate just the birth of a child, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, the one who will exchange his manger bed for a cross, the one who already has laid aside the riches and glories of heaven so that we could have a more precious gift of eternal life. And Jesus has left his home in heaven to come into our world, to suffer and die that we might have the forgiveness of our sins and salvation. And that truly is peace on earth, the hope for mankind, and tidings of comfort and joy. Give us the faith in our lives and in our homes to believe this wonderful message and share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reading is from John 1, verses 1 to 8. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness, to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Light at the end of the tunnel. Life, even when facing death. It's easier said than done. Light shines in the darkness. Well, sometimes life is pretty dark. And it's hard to see the light. Because while 
we're here on this earth, we still feel the effects of sin on our bodies. I mean, sure, some days we have good news of great joy. And some days we have terrible news of great sadness. We talk about home for the holidays. But what if that home isn't what it used to be? You sit at home by the tree. You sit in front of the fireplace. You know the one on the TV that provides no warmth. And you see your kids, your grandkids, looking at all the presents under the tree. Think about your life this past year. Maybe you've lost someone close to you. A spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, a child, a friend. The stocking that used to be theirs and used to be filled is now empty. Makes the holidays a little harder. Maybe you've lost out on a relationship. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you are slowly losing your mind to dementia. Maybe you have something in your body that's slowly taking away many of your abilities that really make you who you are. And as you go through this loss of these things that define who you are, it might make it hard to figure out exactly where you belong, especially if you don't have those things anymore. And then you come to your church home. You come to your church home to find that peace, to find that comfort, to find that encouragement, only to find that your church home isn't what it used to be either. It's been a hard year. Many of you have gone through a loss. The loss of a pastor who was your pastor for 30 years. And this is your first Christmas without him up here. It makes it easy for this place to not feel like home anymore. Maybe it's been tough to come in person and that's why you stay away. Often, when a spouse dies, it becomes hard for that spouse to worship in the same church because the seat next to you is empty. It has not been filled, or at least not by the right person, because the right person is gone. You come to Christmas Eve worship, and Pastor Brad's seat is empty. It has not been filled. And maybe what makes it even harder for us is that Pastor Brad is still here. You still see him. You still talk with him. And for some of you, he's not just your pastor. He's your husband, your father, your grandfather, your brother, your uncle, 
your friend. But that seek, that role that he filled, he's no longer here. And it's not the same. And it will never be the same. And he can't be replaced. Not after 30 years. Home is where the heart is. But the heart is hurting. I would love for all of you to see peace as your home. Even amidst any pain and struggles that you go through. And these doors will always be open to you. God wants you to be here. Because he wants to fill any emptiness that you have and fill it with his love and fill it with himself. He wants to give you what you don't even know that you need. Life does go on. The journey continues. As hard as it may seem. We start new traditions. We have new experiences. New people come into our lives. Look around. Look around you. These people are your family. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, even if you don't realize it. Sure, it's not the same anymore. But Jesus is. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. It's him that the angels sang about. It's him that the shepherds glorified. It's him that the wise men will later come and worship. And he is the reason that we are here this Christmas. And the Christmas story is the same one every year. But it never gets old. Because there's never a time when we don't need to hear it. Because the light always, always shines in the darkness. And the darkness will never, never overcome it. Let us pray. Gracious God, the good news this Christmas is that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He is with us as we gather and worship. He is with us as we hear his word. He is with us in the absolution. He is with us in the waters of baptism. He is with us in his supper. He is with us here in his church. He is with us in the means of grace to give us forgiveness, life, and salvation. Help us to see that our true home is found in your presence, a home full of hope, peace, love, and joy, and that you have come to bring us to your eternal home, where there is no more pain, mourning, suffering, and death, but only light and life. We pray this in your most holy name. Amen. The reading is from John 1, 9, verses 14. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world, and he was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. 
who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The mission of peace is this. Peace Lutheran Church exists for the purpose of bringing the good news of peace and joy of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the young and old of our hurting and troubled world. This Christmas, you might find yourself young, old, hurting, troubled. You might be three of these things. We're here to bring you the gospel, the good news of peace and joy of Jesus Christ. Christmas is a time where we talk about presence. And peace exists to give you God's gifts. Here, God gives you the gift of baptism, where he forgives your sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe. And even the tiniest of babies can believe in Jesus. Here, God gives us the Lord's Supper, where Jesus comes to us with his body and his blood in the bread and the wine, again giving us the forgiveness of our sins, strengthening our faith, and giving the promise of eternal life for all who believe. God comes to us with his life-changing, life-saving word, where we hear of his birth, his death, and his resurrection for us. He gives us his forgiveness in his words of absolution. His means of grace are in this place. And to that, you are always welcome here. Home is where Christ gives his gifts to his people. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. And so when we say home is where you are, it means that home is where Christ is. Jesus came that first Christmas because he wanted all of you to enter into his eternal home of heaven. And he has done everything he can to bring us there. And he will come again and take us to be with him. Where there are no more struggles, no more pain, no more suffering, no more loss, no more mourning, no more death. Until he comes again, we gather together in his church home because Christ our Savior is here in this place. And with his word, with his grace, with his sacraments, with his love sent from the Father above. And to that, Jesus says, welcome home for the holidays and for always. Amen. We pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Christmas Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of all things, who sent his Son as my Savior. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, announced by angels, worshipped by the shepherds, adored by the wise men, who lived to suffer, die, and rise again, to free us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. I believe in the Holy Spirit, who has brought me to faith in the Christ, and by whose continuous work in my heart I am ever led to lay before the feet of Christ my worship, my life, my love, to live under him as my king, both now and forevermore. Amen. As we light our candles, we are reminded that once we were in darkness, but now the light of the world who became flesh and lived among us has come into our lives. As the light spreads, we remember that God has dispelled the darkness forever. Out of love for the world, through the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. The true light that enlightens all has come into the world. That light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness has never been able to put it out. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. But you, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light.
God has given us the greatest gift ever. A child has been born for us, whose name is called Wonderful Counselor, Good Shepherd, Deliverer, Lamb of God, the Word, Mighty God, Alpha and Omega, first and last, beginning and end, author of life, morning star, everlasting father, bread of life, resurrection and life, light of the world, the vine, prince of peace, chief cornerstone, lord of lords, king of kings, the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus has saved his people from their sins. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. His name is still called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is still our hope, joy, peace, and love. He is still Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday and today and forever, who was and is and always will be, bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance, his favor upon you, and give you his peace, now and forevermore. Amen.
Again, thank you all for joining us in worship this Christmas Eve. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we hope to see you again real soon. Take care. God bless. We'll see you in the back.